He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. Every episode can be found at awkwardwithevan.com and for social media at awkwardwithevan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also listen to this stuff on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Pandora, and the list goes on. So what did I do for this episode? I was able to find someone from uh, middle school and high school. I went into that reservoir today and I have Taryn Crystal coming on. Uh, Taryn Crystal, I guess I first met her 30 years ago and I did not hide my feelings at all when I met her and uh, I got to bring that up with her right in the beginning. Um, but then we you know, got to catch up and she actually uh, has more of a friendship probably with my wife than me uh, from them growing up closer together. Um, so I got to kind of catch up with her a little bit and she let me know what she's up to and the things she is starting up. And, uh, we dig into music talk a lot and, uh, you know, her friends and, and just, uh, you know, some great next stuff. And, uh, then Kelly comes on and does a table read with me and Taryn. Well, Taryn and Kelly do the table read. It's, it's very awkward, but, um, this was so fun. Um, if you like Saved by the Bell, this was pretty much me as Screech interviewing Kelly Kapowski, and uh, you can be. It was it was it was a treat. So, uh, without further ado, uh, here is my talk with Taryn. Um, this is Sociolog with Evan Wexel. Um, the nineteen ninety me right now is very excited for this next interview, and she still looks like she's from the year nineteen ninety. So this is very good. She doesn't age at all, and she we went to high school together, middle school together. Taryn Crystal, holy moly, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna get this out of the way right now. Um, in sixth grade, when I gave you the peanuts card and I slipped it into your locker, was there any initial reaction to that, or was it? Yeah, you know, it was. It was very sweet. I remember it clearly. <laughs> my boyfriend at the time having a problem with it. Yeah, my goodness, but you know, yeah. I just did you and yeah. You know, Good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad he never brought it up to me. Okay. I'm surprised he didn't. But didn't. I mean, we've spoke. We've spoken at reunion since. Okay, that was the only thousand most awkward way I've ever started an interview. Um, but we've we've known each other. I guess thing is, I only know you from like 90 to 97. And then we poked in once in a while. Um, what, I don't know what, what, how is, how's, how's your creative arc been? I guess let's, let's start up there. Like, how has it been? I know you were in LA. Yeah. Back East coast. I was, I, I always kind of did my own thing even back then. And yeah. And my own scene. So one of the things that was super important to me, even going back to high school, was getting getting a turn to live out west, going to LA, yeah. following that kind of dream. So I was fortunate enough to do that. Yeah. Uh, I went out, gosh, how old was I? 24? 
Um, I was in Santa Monica, right? I was in Santa Monica, and then I found this amazing spot called Manhattan Beach. I don't know if you guys have ever. Yeah, we've been. I've been down there once. US, US, part of USC is down there, I think. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. And I just said, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. I want to be a beach bum for a couple of years before I have responsibilities. (laughs) The whole thing. Uh, So that's what I did. Um, I was married at the time, and yeah, then I. You know, got knocked up. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we we met briefly in 2008 again because you saw the show I did with Kelly. She'll come on later. Um, and then we just had, you know, reunions. We've we've met up. I guess the most amazing thing is like you and and a few of your friends from high school. You have these names like Taryn Crystal is like a, that's a brand, obviously. Like, oh, was there, yes. Was there ever a thought to start your own jewelry company? as a Taryn Crystal, like, you know, it must be Jared. Like, no, no, there wasn't. Okay. That was a quick answer. No, but you know, there's always opportunity for that. Uh, You know, my brother married a Taryn. So there's two Taryn Crystals. (laughs) So I say I'm the Oh, okay. That's why. Cause I was trying to see like, are you on Instagram? I'm like, I see Instagram, but it's your brother's face. Yeah. Um, but TJK, she took the crystal. So we kind of have this, my, my name, my namesake that was so branded is now shared. Thank God. I love her. So can you get her to like, go to the DMV for you and like renew your license and get passport? Can she do all those like little tasks that you would. You know, you think, right. But thankfully, or else it'd be awkward to use your name, you know, your work. (laughs) my brother that we look totally different. She's a redhead, blue eyes. Yeah. Um, we don't really. Where is he? He is, um, is he in he, New York? He was in Manhattan this whole time. He was a diehard pre COVID guy, never leaving. This happened. He's now in Roslyn with his two kids. <laughs> uh, he came back to the motherland. Yeah. I know uh, Jordan Eisenstadt's in Roslyn Heights now. Um, and there are others that they either go there, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, right. Cause we had the, we have Taryn Crystal, which I think is like, that's a money name. Then I, obviously I, I interviewed Molly hot, Molly hot. That's yes. a brand. She agrees. Then there's someone in our grade, Allison snow. I mean, these are where did your, did your parents all get together and be like, let's just create these, these access Hollywood friendly names. So that if they wanted to go that way, they can. Yeah, probably actually. And we all are the same age. We all grew up in the same bubble. Um, there was, who else was there? It was, because Allison Snow and I were super close growing up. So it was right. always, and you're called by your last name, Great Neck. You know, that's like a thing. Oh, I didn't know. No, hot. See, no yeah. one called me. That was the thing. So I didn't have to worry about that at all. <laughs> oh, that's not true for the record. Um, yeah, I mean, they're pretty, we had some good names. I'm fortunate for that. And original. Right. My name used to, Wexel used to be Wexelblad. I think my grandfather changed it. I found a, a Taryn Kristalovich on Instagram. Do you know, have you ever come in contact with that person? I have not. And she spells Taryn. Kristalovich. Like yeah. It's like you turned into a Russian figure skater. Wow. Maybe she just wanted part of the brand. I don't know. I think I think it'd be an offshoot brand. I feel like ballers could come back for another season and they would just kind of start 
with this. I, I think it would be a great jewelry brand. And it's funny because you look at it like that, but growing up, mm-hmm. you know, probably shouldn't say this on the air, but. I can edit it out later, but keep it in. The boys <laughs> would say it's like a porn name. Oh. He's like. It wasn't looked at as a jewelry brand. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, this adds, no, that all of that has like some, some elegance, some like worldliness to it. So that's why I would say, I feel like she just used Jared. No, it's a Taryn crystal. Like yeah. that's what it was like. Whoosh, bling. I'm, I'm embracing this. Yeah. You should, <laughs> you should create a whole fictional brand on social media and just create a phantom and, you know, just be the next, you know, Bernie Madoff, but for jewelry. Just says, yes, invest in my jewelry company. And it's in the Tyron Crystal brand. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, grown, what have been, I don't even, this is, I don't even know which Tyron, I'm asking, I have like questions from like 30 years ago, or I have questions from like, from now, like what were your big activities growing up? What were some of the things? Because obviously I've seen you on social media be flexible with your daughter. Um, I'm assuming yoga is part of it, but what were, what were some of your activities growing up? Growing up meaning adolescent, like high school. Yeah, like high school or even like, you know, college after college. I've always, always been diehard into music. I can't sing anything. I can't play an instrument. I've tried, but just music, concerts, anything that is in that realm. Even, you know, in high school when no one else was doing it, I was going to follow Fish and going to Dave Matthews before, you know, all of that. So I've always continued my love for music. I definitely when I moved out to California, got more into the, the wellness, right. Around, you know, yoga, um, almost 20 years. I've been yeah. and travel, you know, anything that's anything exciting, you know, in this, in the last couple of years, um, Greg has a motorcycle, a Harley. I've yeah. never been, I mean, <laughs> I'm from great neck, you know, yeah. I've never been a biker chick, but I've really, yeah fell in love with that kind of world. Oh. Yeah. Well, 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 one time after high school, uh, a year older than me, Seth Rosenblatt, I, I was behind him on a bike. He biked me down Lakeville road home. That's, that's about all I can say. That's the closest I've been to a motorcycle. Yeah. I could imagine it's similar. Um, where did all the music interests, like, why did you gravitate to fish? Why did you gravitate to Dave Matthews? I mean, I don't know if you knew, I was like, I was hardcore. I discovered Bon Jovi, like late high school. I would go back and forth with Ethan Foyer, who was all about you too. And then, you know, Jordan would be uh, Dave Matthews maybe, and, and a lot of other stuff. But where did, where, what stuck with that music for you? For me, it's, it's a family affair. I mean, yeah. my parents took me to my first dead show. I was all 10 years old yeah. and kind of followed music is a huge part of us and it's in your soul I always say it's, it's like you can't learn music yeah you can't you can learn to appreciate it but I just was born with a love for it and you know I always I even dabbled in theater south back in the day so I'm like no maybe I'm hang around you guys yeah I did I did stage crew that was the extent okay did did you cross paths with Kelly I guess do you guys uh, Kelly was my my girl for a while because I lived in Great Estate. She lived next to Megan Alpert, right? Which was one of my friends, and then I was friendly with Kelly's brother. With with Eric, okay, yeah. So, yeah. and I always admired her because she was the theater south, you know, goddess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not here to hear that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll introduce her that way. Um, yeah. 
did you have then favorite musicals? Like, were there like favorite shows you liked during high school? Like, what were you, or what were you crew for? Um, gosh, I wish I can remember. Um, I really don't even remember. You just like. I I do remember I was crew for Asian night. Is that. Yeah, I think we had an Asian night. We did. We did. Before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And I remember being in the back, um, like Mike Sirota and a bunch of these (laughs) other guys. And like there was a room that you you hung out in with these creepy couches. And I just. I don't know, but I thought that if I can be around it enough, maybe osmosis, I'd learn to sing or I could do something musical. If you could take someone's vocals, who's, who's, and you had like that magic spell, like whose vocals would you want to, I want to sing like that person. Like who's your favorite lead vocalist? Artist? Yeah. Like an artist, like. Russ? Yeah. Um, I, I love Carrie Underwood. Okay. Oddly, um, give you Carrie Underwood. Yeah, you know I like the little twang. I'm mm. that southern draw in females, but honestly, I really listen to male artists. Who's who's? Do you have do you have a male vocalist that makes you melt? I'll tell you the female one that makes me melt. Exactly. That would that actually was fitting. It was fitting for our year because that was our our song for graduation that year. Um, yeah, what was it? Is Sarah McLaughlin? Yeah. Oh, she's her. She's butter. You know what? You're absolutely right. I'm gonna agree with you there. She's. I just did like hearing her and those songs that she released like junior senior year. Like, can't beat that. Ice cream. It's the simplest song known to mankind. Mm-hmm. Ice cream. Yep. Yep. I bought. I bought the album Mirror Ball. I have the live Mirror Ball <laughs> album of all those songs. Thanks for admitting this to us. I. I and I. Yeah, I have like all my CDs like in this cabinet underneath to my left. But uh, what? Do you have a CD player? No, I just Kelly. We always had like in the last place. I didn't really play the CDs. I just saved all the CDs. So it's like, where is it? I'm gonna leave it. I don't know. These are like here's like an old Bon Jovi single I have. Like say it isn't so. So I have like a whole row of that stuff and row of other stuff just right here and. My daughter has no idea what a CD is, a DVD, no. a cassette player. It just thinks like, because what can you give to someone? Like, girl, I made you a Spotify playlist. I'm like, okay, I can't get to the link. How do I get on the, I got to download the app. Like, I would just give someone the tape. I, I would make people mixtape. Did I do that? I don't know if I did that for, I don't know who I did that. I'm not going to say her name if I got it wrong. <laughs> who's your male, who's your male vocalist then? What's, what's like best vocals for you? <sighs> God, um, you know, it's tough. My, my, I love Bruce Springsteen. Um, yes. Him, yeah. For so many reasons. And he's a storyteller. I don't know if he has the best vocals per se, but right. Um, he's up there. I love John Mayer. I oh, mean, yeah. he's just like an angelic being and now he's with dead and co who happens to be my favorite so it's just like a whole <laughs> collision of music <laughs> orgasm <laughs> yeah they had um yeah i like the, the first album reminds me of south when he says the uh, you know no such thing i just feel like that is a walk through the halls of high school you know like up oh, there i am william shine south senior high dave matthew william shine oh my god <laughs> 
Go Rebels. He's a rebel. He's a legend. Um, so I want to go over some of the things like you, obviously you were, you told me about um, Re and Rin, which yeah. I think, again, I think it's great branding. I love the name. <laughs> but what you and your friend just kind of got together and was like, let's create a clothing line. So we were both kind of new moms. We met in a mommy group up in the Burbs. I had moved back from LA to right. Westchester. You know, you yeah. married back from Jersey and on Long Island. That's like the new right. So I'm in this new place, this new girl. Yeah. And we just hit it off. We were both kind of looking for something to do other than being a great moms, obviously. Yeah. And I've always loved music. Like I said, we were into yoga together and I just had this idea to fuse the two worlds. So mm-hmm. the concept of Rian Rin was originally it was called yoga tone and mm-hmm. it was, you know, a merging of like music and movement, if you will. And we got really clever with, naming things with yoga poses. So for instance, um, fly like an Eagle, which is a song with Eagle yoga, all of that stuff. And then Carrie, who's my friend, she's the Ray. She had the fashion background. So yeah. So I was just telling her about the idea. She's like, I love it. Let's, let's go for it. So we kind of went for it in our garages and it was a great experience. It was five years or so and mm-hmm. you know it's still integrated and it it kind of merged into um a clothing line for women predominantly and it was all about feeling good from the inside out so mm-hmm. you know really positive affirmations and messaging and yeah we had a nice little run with it and and it, so it's it's still out there or is it that kind of took you into the resolvency so no, we we decided after a couple of years to go our separate way. Uh, we both found passion in uh, helping other people, and yeah. she's now she went into therapy, and I went into life coaching and relationship yeah. coaching, and um, now circling back with the resolvency, I've had the practice for a little while, and I decided to go brick and mortar and, and get a new office space, mm-hmm. and within that space. Um, I've created an empowerment boutique. So Rian Rin now lives again on the <laughs> shelves because it's all the same kind of positive messaging. And and I'm excited to, to put it back so, out. My aunt's calling. One second. I'll decline that. <laughs> Sorry. My aunt's calling during the interview. My birthday is tomorrow. So she was, I sent you something in the mail. And it just let me know when. Thank <laughs> So you got, so now you have the Resolvency Group. What is, what is that? I mean, do you want to? You obviously mentioned on the website that is also helped to coach people. Maybe they're going through divorce, um, you know, getting over it. Um, I mean, I don't know if you, if you want to get personal about like what, like what that, how did that inspire you from your own experience? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, I so the resolvency, yes, it does focus on divorce and and being that emotional support component throughout the process of divorce and pre all the way to post aftermath. And, and I went through divorce myself and I didn't find that kind of support. You know, there's the legal and there's the financial and there's all of that, but just having someone, you know, your friends at some point don't want to hear you complain anymore. And everyone's intimately involved in your, 
situation. So just through that experience and taking what I learned and I just became really passionate about helping other people um, on the journey. And I got involved with something called Breakup Bootcamp, where there were retreats for women going through breakups. And I became um, a speaker and panelist and doing that. And I just said, you know what? It's time for me to, to bring this full circle and create something that can really help people. And I'm loving it. It's yeah. really, really rewarding. I mean. Yeah. Okay. yeah when, when, when you see... Like is is divorce? Did it seem like something like this was going to be on the horizon? Like you kind of saw the signs, or does it just kind of come out of nowhere? Like is it different for different people? What from people you've helped or who you've come in contact with? Sure, I mean it's different in any case, and especially now with COVID, you can imagine if you were even thinking about or there was issues, and now you're like stuck on top of each other. Right. Kids, it's like everything's magnified. There's no escape. But it's also opportunity for people to really hone in on what they want. And for me personally, no, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an immediate epiphany. I was married almost 10 years. So, yeah. and you have kids, you have kids, you know, right. that, that's a lot of stuff too. And, um, and sometimes you're just better as friends and parents. I mean, that's what my situation was. We're great yeah. co-parents for, yeah. you know, so what I really work on is, focusing, you know, trying to guide couples so that they can have that amicable. It doesn't have to be so horrible like we see in the movies and crazy in the court systems and all of that, you know, it, that all comes from cultivating your own self. Yeah. And um, so then tell me now about, you got hell of a ring on your finger. You just, you're recently engaged. Like, tell me um, the greatness of how you, you met your, your current, your beau, your dude. Yeah. Um, Your boo. You know, life is timing. Honestly, yeah. we, we had a friend reintroduce us. I would say I met, I met Greg briefly um, about five years before the second time we met. And right. it was just, you know, I don't know. We, we were friends. We were both kind of doing our own thing. I never thought romantically. Um, yeah he likes to say he remembered my energy and it stuck with him. And, you know, that's all sweet. And then five years later, I'm talking to a mutual friend of ours and, you know, I was going through my own stuff and yeah. he's like, you know what? I have someone for you. <laughs> Reintroduced you. I'm like, I'm not into it. You know, the whole thing. And we met for coffee and within 10 minutes, I was like, yep. All right. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. You know, we're, we're different stages in our life. He has, he's older than I am. He yeah. has two kids turning 17 twins. So it's like a whole new world for me too. Wow. Embracing, but it keeps it fun. And um, yeah, it's timing. So we've now bought a house together. We're back living in Long Island. <laughs> um life's come full circle. Does Long Island feel the same now? Like even with, with or without COVID, like, does it feel the same? Like where, how it was like maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, or. Well, does... I definitely do not live in the same area. So Greg's okay. a Syosset boy. We moved to Huntington. Syosset boy. Oh my gosh. Did he ever do lacrosse? He, he didn't know. Cause he okay. was a bad boy and he was in boarding school. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Good boy. 
you know. Yeah. Um, but Huntington is a whole new world of Long Island. Yeah, I did open mics out there when I was starting. I'd go to like the Starbucks on Main Street. And there was a, there was another place up on main street where I did a show or two like early on. So I would always drive out that way. And awesome. There's the arts and I, so I'm a music person. I'm like, okay, there's yeah. a Paramount, the Paramount theaters in Huntington and it's a great yeah. event. I'm like, I can work with this. There's water, there's music. And have I you seen anyone at Paramount? Have you seen any, been to any shows there? I have through the years. Um, but since I moved here in COVID, it's like yeah. ghost town. Oh Yeah. But it's starting to pick up and life is happening again. I, I took my sister to Melissa Etheridge at Paramount. So okay. the timing worked out a few years ago over Thanksgiving. Oh, that's a great show. It's a cool venue. It's awesome. It's, it's an awesome. amazing. I mean, the best we had on Long Island. I mean, I know we had the Westbury Music Fair, but like in terms of bars, I mean, Mulcahy's was a big bar in oh, Wontaw that yeah. I would do. I did open mics at the Cup down the street. That was nice quaint little place um yeah, i should have been following you more no that's okay you can you know what if you if you really want to chron i keep a tab of every show i've ever done by date so it's listed on my over in my archive online but no pressure um in, in our first so kelly's kelly's being delinquent to our to our get to our meeting but that's okay she has important things to do um but do you have any questions for me this is our first time obviously having a real conversation you thought we rode together on the bus. We know, I don't think we ever were on the bus, but I do admire your friendship with like, it's cool to see you hang out with like Nicole Lyons. And then there's Lauren, like you guys have just been friends since the beginning. Yeah. You know, when we all have gone our separate ways and I think aside from Nicole, she's kind of, we call her like the honorary aunt. Yeah. That Laura and I have daughters who are the same age, Julie also. So you know, you circle back when we went through the phase of marriage and having right. kids and reconnecting. But yeah, we've we've always been we've always been pretty close. And um, who else do I talk to? Has she ever has she ever taken you to Yankee Stadium, Nicole? She ever has she been to, there? Sorry, has she has she taken you to a game? Oh yeah! Oh well, man! Plus one. <laughs> <laughs> did um so you show up and then like oh look there's like pete davidson right down there and there's lauren michaels i don't know if you can hear me. you're breaking up you're I'll, totally frozen if i could take a screenshot of what it's what's it'll stop <laughs> it'll stop in a minute let's see you froze but i i'm still staying with you do you hear me do you hear me no it's gonna there it is it should be back did you get yeah Wow. You hear me at all? You're the one recording. So if you can hear Yes, me. I can. I hear you fine. Oh, it's my Wi-Fi. Oh, you better reconnect me, Evan. Yeah, I hear you. Do you, you don't hear me at all? Okay, now I can. Okay. Oh, I'll edit that out. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm going to ask you, um, if you had in our first conversation ever, do you have any questions for me? Um, if you were to be the interviewer, whoa, I do. Well, clearly you, you met and married Kelly, which is amazing. Right. So. It was probably the same dynamic. She had no idea who I was, but, um, I <laughs> right. remembered her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, what did I call her? The, the, the goddess of theater the South. Of theater South. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. Well, how did you guys end up in California? Oh, she was already here. So she came back to New York and then I met her at the train station. Got it. Went up to her on the platform. She was with Megan Alpert. That was my in. So I said hi to Megan, but then I said hi to her. And then for some reason, when the train came, she sat next to me on the train. So I gave her my CD. Yeah. I gave her my CD and then that was it, huh? That was it. I don't know. She said, she said, I listen to, I'll listen to your CD. And if it's, she told her mom, I listen to his CD. If it's funny, I'll call him. So I gave her like a three song. I gave her like a three song thing about like, it was like a song about me being like a male stripper and me being like having a baby or like, you know, these like silly. She told you that that was the prerequisite as well. That's you what she let me know that, but my card was in there. So I gave my contact info. So it, it played yeah. out. Are there other people that you, you talk to from time to time from our grade? So my oldest friend is Mike Goodman. Right. Uh, is he still in New York or Connecticut or? He's in New York. Yep. He's married with two children. Mm-hmm. And um, we talk every year, at least twice a year on our birthdays and kind of keep that going. But, you know, with like Facebook and yeah. I feel like I know everyone's lives. I don't need to talk to anyone. I'm kind of an introvert, um, a personable introvert, I would say. Yeah. So, you know, gradually, let's see, she's saying the internet's not working. So that's great. <laughs> uh, maybe she should just come in. She should just come in. Let's see if I can get her to come in here. Um, maybe you're signing in. My yes. Oh, no, he's younger, right? He's younger he's, he's almost nine. All right. Wow. By the way, baller name. I think I told you. I could sage. Yeah, that's what we're going for. We want him. If you're gonna be a wrestler, we were gonna be like Crystal. You 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 brand that, There are no Tarans in in the in the WWE. So if you wanted that career, I mean, I think you just take some bumps and you'll be okay to. I can hold my own. Yeah. You know, the manager of the wrestling team in high school, but you didn't know that. No, I didn't even know we had a wrestling team. Oh, she's going to come in as our child's name, Beckett Sage. She's using Beckett Sage's iPad, I think. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Is she going to do this? She is going to do this. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. You look literally exactly the same as high school. And so do you, to be honest. Thank you. <laughs> We haven't aged a minute. Oh, well, I feel like <laughs> thank you. That was, that was Evan's nice introduction. Um, yes. Well, she'll watch it back later. Yeah, I, I, I missed it, but I will hear it later. Um, oh, good. My name changed to my name. I changed it to your name. And she, you've already been, she's already introduced you as the goddess of theater South. Oh, gosh. <laughs> true, true. I don't even know if you remember that I did stage crew for a hot minute or two in high school, just because I thought if I did it, maybe I would, you know, somehow get vocals and stage presence, but no. That's so funny. I, I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You could just lip sync to some of Kelly's things and then we can just put that out I'll there. Send them to you. That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of hilarious or odd, Oh, we did this once before. Here's a book. 
I wrote, we are from Long Island. We know of a sportscaster named Mike Fred Sessa, who was part of Mike and the Mad Dog on WFAN Radio. And I thought, you know what? I like him a lot. Let's have a read-through of some of his most famous calls that are ridiculous. It's just so weird. It's like such a weird thing that you decide that Taryn and I should do this. It's just really weird. I think this has potential. Makes it. Yeah, this is going to be something I'm going to do with every guest that I've had from our area. We are going to read through. You're going to come back on and Kelly's frozen. Oh, good. She's already checked out. (laughs) (laughs) I think the signs are just, you know, yeah, connection is unstable. Why don't you just come in the room and just read it with me? Am I unfrozen? No. I'm just sign out and just come in here and we will do this. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. This is just to prove that we live together. Oh my gosh. Oh, she's here. Get away. Okay. I'm going to step off to the side. All right. Before I get back to my talk with Taryn and they do their table read. Uh, I want to tell you the main way to help this podcast is by going to patreon.com slash funny Evan. That is in the show notes. Um, Patreon's a website where creators like me can get supported monthly by you guys. Um, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can help socially awkward go as we are only really about 120 Facebook friends in, and I have about four and a half thousand more I want to interview. So obviously, uh, time is of the essence, I guess, big picture. Um, but still, anything you want to do to support, there are tiers, reward tiers for anything you can do. And uh, consultations, free t-shirt, uh, title sponsorship, it's it's all there. Um, so check that out, uh, patreon.com slash funnyevan. And now back to Taryn. We gotta angle this so my face doesn't look weird. Okay. So so we're gonna I'm gonna step off to the side. I'll do stage directions. We are gonna go to uh actors. We are gonna go to page 19. This is actually a pretty long one. Guess what? What? I can't hear her if you have those in. Oh, you can't hear that? Yeah, here. Here you go. Put one of these in yours. Gross. Ah, don't worry. I'll I'm get... already bonding you as a couple and you don't even know it. This is the most time we've spent together. In, yeah. In we haven't seen months. each other in years in person. It's all right. All over. Okay. Okay. So where is 19? 19. This is called, this is from Mike Francesa's Greatest Hits. I will be playing the stage directions. Kelly will be playing Mike and Taryn will be the caller. The name of this call is 162 and 0. Break a leg, Taryn. Oh, you too, girl. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Interior, radio station studio, spring 2015. Mike Francesa, a dignified and regal man in his early 60s, is sitting in the power chair of a radio station studio while being simulcast on cable television. 
He sports a black polo fleece over a blue button-down shirt. His silver vox hair is on fleek without any product, which is supplemented by his clear rimmed eyeglasses. His headphones are situated under his chin to avoid deviating any of his hair from its God-given purpose. In a more jovial mood, while scrolling on his phone, he and his authentic New York accent hum mm-hmm. a few random notes and then take the mm-hmm. next call. Nick in New Jersey. What's up, Nick? Nick sounds around 30 years old with a slightly sly tone, perhaps signaling that mischief is imminent. Hey, Mike. Uh, I was just wondering with uh, the Yankees and uh, just baseball in general. Do you ever see a team going undefeated in the regular season and being as dominant as the Pats and the Dolphins where they run the table? Uh, what, 162 to zero? Yeah, like a team being that dominant. Do you think that could be a thing that could happen in baseball? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not serious, are you? No, like we've seen teams. So, uh, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Have you seen anybody come close to 162 and 0? Well, there was the Yankees that one more year that won 120, and that was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The, the Yankees didn't win 120, they won 111 in the regular season. Still, they're only 50 games away. 50? Not not a game. 50 games away. Yeah, but they had 110 wins. They were... Right. They were good, but they weren't as dominant as the Patriots or other teams that have... Uh, wait, 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 wait. So you think a team that you're comparing winning 16 games to winning 162? Well, obviously football has less games, but they couldn't have won more games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football has less games. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like you think they they have less games? No. Well, I know football has. Yeah, it only has sixteen games. Right, right. They have sixteen, and the other has one sixty-two. So you think a team can go one sixty-two to zero? If they were that dominant, yeah. You do. If they had like Harvey. CC in his prime, A-Rod in his prime, sale. Right, right, because the best team of all. Now, the, the best team of all time, I, I don't know what you consider the best team of all time. What what team do you consider the best baseball team of all time? Uh, Maybe that Murderer's Row Yankee team? Okay, now, what do you think? Now that that team played a 154-game schedule, how many games do you think they won? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Well, how, how, how many do you think they lost, though? How many do I think they lost? Yeah. Probably maybe 40. Right. So how would you get from 40 to zero? Well, they would need to be a lot better, obviously. I just don't think we've seen a team that's dominant enough to take control of the regular season like that. So why? I just think baseball has a lot of parity where in football has less. So you think taking you think if you won like 120 games in baseball at 162, that wouldn't be like dominant. That would that would be just what like uh, mediocre. No, no, no. That's a great team. Oh, okay. I agree that that's a great team, but I just don't think it's the level of dominance. Gotcha. So you think winning 162, you think it's feasible though? I think it could be done. Okay. Mike looks to the caller monitor to realize he is dealing with a fool and is preparing to hang up on Nick. Maybe, maybe in my lifetime. Okay, yeah. Hey, hey, listen. Let me, let me know what happens, okay? Because I want to, like, I want to watch. Let me know the year that's going to happen because 
Do you think a team can go 162 to zero? Do you think a basketball team can go undefeated? I think that's inevitable. Okay. Oh, that's that's a slam dunk, right? Because that's only that's only half for 162 games. See, see, that's that's a slam dunk, right? Yeah, I think that will happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That's actually been done, you know. I think it is. I think it will definitely be done, Mike. No, well, well, listen, the closest was. I think basketball is inevitable. I, I, you know, because the Bulls, if you remember the year, the, the Jordan Bulls, they lost one. No, the best the Bulls did was 72 and 10. Mike is overtly pulling the caller's chain. Yeah. Remember, they lost one that year. Yeah. Right. They were close. They lost one. And one of the Laker teams lost two. Yeah, so that definitely shows you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree because that bowl team, they lost one. Mike hangs up. All right, Vey, I'm telling you folks. John and Breezy Point. What's up, John? Hey, Mike. What's happening? What mental asylum? I have no idea. Is he calling I from? I have no idea. Okay. Back after this. <laughs> oh, my God. I've tortured her enough. Tara, that, that was very accommodating. That goes to both of you. That was like 70 pages. I didn't realize like how long it was page until we did it. Oh, my God. My voice will never you recover. You so good. You did great. back in the WFAM booth. <laughs> yeah. You're a very realistic Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I asked him and I go, do I have to pretend? He's like, yeah, just be yourself. It's perfect. Yeah. It's good. We'll go viral. We will. Any final words, Kel, anything you wanted to talk to Taryn about? Or Well, I'm excited to listen to this because I have, I know what you're, what you've created business-wise. I'm curious about it. I want to hear about it. Um, I'm sure you talked all about it in the call. So I'm going to listen to this podcast and you're beautiful as ever. And I wish you the best uh, with everything. You too. You Thank too. Thank you. Amazing family and even your brother that like, I know. All right. Take care here. I'm going to give this earbud back. All right. Nah. Cool. So, so places. Thank you. Hired talent. So, so where's, <laughs> so where's some, be- some places people can go to check out what you're up to um, online or social. Sure. You can, uh, my company is the resolvency.com. Okay. Um, Social, there's at the Resolvency or TJK14 at Instagram is my personal. Cool. Um, the other Taryn Crystal is the sister in law. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't know. I hope someone hears this, drops a line. I'm always open to talk to anyone and reconnect. It's all about connection. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, thanks for being able to do this. I mean, this originally, I got the idea because you came up to me at the last reunion. And you're like the podcast. I'm like, really? So thanks for thanks for doing this. And um, yeah, we'll we'll see who else we can round up from our year in the future. Awesome. And if you need anyone for my crew ever, just let me know. Oh yeah, yeah, we will, we will. So yeah, Beth, she was one of us. Who was Beth? Oh, Beth Confino. Beth Nicole. Um, yeah, Beth. Beth previewed the reunion with me, and then Jenny B did the post game. Right. And I think, did Beth go to your house? Beth went to my house. Yeah. She went, she sat in my parents, we were in my parents' basement. We were just like literally just going through shooting the breeze. Jenny B then came down to the basement too. And she also shot the breeze. So awesome. not a traditional basement. My mom, my mom carpeted it and there's like a ginormous TV that no one ever watches there. Perfect. Are your parents still in Great Neck? 
They're not. No, they're in Westchester. And now that my brother and I are in Long Island, I think they're going to make the move back. Ah, gotcha. My one other story with you was, I think we did a, in sixth grade, we had maybe a social studies uh, project that we had to meet at the library for one day. And it was like, you, me, Danny's aloof. I don't know where Danny is. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) And it was like, like we all met up, but I think we had no one, there was no one that had any of like what we needed for the project. But I was like, I don't care. I just got Taryn Crystal to meet me at the library. So, <laughs> and then, and then your dad showed up like, do you guys have anything? Like, no. So then he came and picked you up. So that's, that's the extent. What was that? Sixth grade? That was sixth grade. Yeah. Because then Danny went to North. He did. I, I remember he, cause he lived like around the block from me. He was like a block away from me. So yeah, I never, I don't know. I've never, I've had no sign of him since. So no, don't so we'll see. Well, it's so nice to see you again after all this time. Nice to see you. Yeah. If you come back, if you ever pop in West, let us know. And if we ever pop in East, we'll let you know. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. Viral, you know? Yeah. We'll, we're going to, we'll tear up main street <laughs> and, uh, we'll show Huntington who's boss. That's right. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming on socially awkward. Uh, it was an, it was a pleasure and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk okay. again. Stay socially awkward. Want to thank Taryn Crystal for coming on Socially Awkward. If you guys dug it, um, go to awkwardwithevan.com for all of the old episodes. If you're a great neck folk, I've interviewed other great neck folk. Um, If you're a sports fan like she is, I interviewed other sports fans. If you're a music fan, I've interviewed other music fans. So I've interviewed over 100 people from all walks of life. So you can go there and, of course, follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Awkward with Evan. And if you want to know where else you can find me on other networks, I keep the podcast to those three. But um, I do post about the podcast if you want to find me under my name on other stuff like Parlor, MeWe, Gab. You know, just got to get them on all, get on them all uh, as much as you can. So uh, having said that, uh, stay awkward because, as you know, I was – Plenty awkward in this episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.